Are you ready for something more, better, or different? Have you been looking for more success in your life? Here is your opportunity. Dr. Young's show, Transformation for Success, will help you discover a future for change with possibility thinking, new vision, and creative solutions to impact a more fulfilling lifestyle. Dr. Barbara is an accomplished leader and change guru who is passionate about helping others to gain the triumphs and successes that lie ahead. She brings you up close and personal with interviews from successful experts, corporate leaders, sports figures, entertainment personalities, coaches, thought leaders, and authors who dare to dream, take risks, and gain success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there, and it's Transformational Tuesday. I'm going to give a big shout out to all of you and thank you for coming back every week and listening to the show. I so appreciate your years of listening to the Transformation for Success show, and I really love the texts, the emails, and messages to me about the show. Keep them coming. The show today is being sponsored by ETM Media and E, the magazine for the female executive. You know, today we have a great show. I have a great guest, Matt Ganyan. Oh, my God, he is a TEDx speaker, mindset coach, author, and he thinks of himself or calls himself the bulletproof optimist. So he's going to share his incredible transformational journey, burnout of health issues, fear and money challenges. And, you know, he poses the question, that I pose to you listeners, can you choose to live a life aligned with your values? Well, today, you're going to hear Matt's story of how he found a way to have an incredible life and is now living his best life. Stay tuned to hear Matt's incredible story of how he rebuilt and designed a life for success. So, we're broadcasting live, and you can listen to us on the Empowerment Business and Influencers channels. The show is also syndicated on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Heart Radio, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And you can now listen to the show and access it on your smart home devices. So share with your colleagues and friends uh, that you enjoy the show each week, and you can subscribe to them via my website, drbarbyoung.com. And today... If you have questions of Matt, you can call 1-888-946-9141, and I'm certain Matt will be glad to answer any of the questions you may have. So now it's my delight to welcome Matt Gagnon to the Transformation for Success show. Hello, Matt. I'm so excited. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing fantastic. Thanks so much for having me on. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on. I mean, tell you have done so much. You've had an, uh, a successful international uh, international coaching business, a TEDx speaker, as I mentioned before. You're a certified professional coach. I mean, honestly, I am just I cannot wait to hear your story and what you call living with a courageous heart. So, share a little bit, Matt, about how you've been about first of all, and how. Uh, you're handling this pandemic, and how has it impacted your life or your business too? Because I want to just share that with folks and let them know you're not alone. Because we're all we're in this together. Yeah, we are all in this together, and uh, fortunately, uh, my business is is still done very well. You know, I was mm-hmm. predicting myself that there might be a fallout. I think the one thing it really raised the attention to was. Uh, I hadn't always done the best job of qualifying some clients and, and, and I realized through this process. And so there were some people that fell off and then, but the ones who truly understood the value of coaching, it wasn't even a second thought for them. Like they knew that it would cost them more not to continue with the work uh, than it would be to just cut it from their budget. So I really valued uh, that type of client and uh, it really made me a, uh, think about, all right, I need to qualify even more now. But uh, So that's been going really well. Personally, though, uh, my family, my wife and my seven-year-old son, they, uh, well, he's six at the time, traveled to Maine, where we're from, to go see uh, my in-laws. And they were supposed to return on 324, and that never happened because uh, things got really serious and the quarantine happened, and they were unable to come back. You know, my wife has a history of some respiratory issues. I have a 
compromised immune system myself, especially after having uh, swine flu back in 2009. And um, it just wasn't safe coming back to Texas. Uh, and they were in the mountains of Maine with my uh, his grandparents, and my son could play outside every single day. I mean, he was far, far away, 2,200 miles away from, from all of this chaos. And so um, they're finally flying back on Monday. So it's been, uh, oh, we missed great. Easter together. I missed him riding his bike without training wheels. I missed his birthday, um, and I can't wait to see him again. So, And you're right, we oh. are all together quick perspective it gave me was um man it's only been a few months heart was broken but uh it just reminds me that so many men and women in the in the military that do this all the time and they miss births they weddings they miss like anniversaries they miss their kids for a year um it's really put things in perspective and how uh, grateful okay. for I am for everyone who serves. Well, thank you, Matt, for sharing that. And we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. So listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with my guest, Matt Gagnon, today. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Empowerment. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. And we're back with my guest today, Matt, and thank you so much for sharing a personal, you know, challenge that many of us have experienced and many people are out there maybe experiencing separation from their families and their friends. And thank you so much. And I'm glad that they're going to be back Monday. So you have had an incredible story, Matt, and I was so excited to have you on the show because, number one, you have you say that you've had no boundaries at work. You've had several complicated issues. Um, but, but one of the things I want to back up and tell you this, you are so relatable. Do all the people that you meet share that with you? <laughs> well, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I think the point is, is that we all have a powerful life story. Just mm-hmm. not everybody's had the chance to share it and understand that, or they minimize it by comparing it to others. So I take the point of, sharing my vulnerability in this world, hoping it gives permission for others to do the same. Well, I mean, you had such a high-profile sort of story in the sense of that you you worked with C-suite achievers and entrepreneurs. You served high performers from NBA executives, Fortune 500 companies, and tenured entrepreneurs with considerable results. So what happened? Tell me. So, uh, well, for me, that's where I've been the past five years is working mm-hmm. with that audience. You know, uh-huh. prior to that, I was 15 years in the retail industry uh, and was on that fast track for success. And I'll tell you, I, I ran myself into the ground, basically. I didn't have any boundaries with work. I skipped, you know, vacations. I, I did everything I could for mainly praise. Praise was probably my first addiction in life. And I, I got that when I was just a kid. And so I used to say, if you could pay me in trophies and awards, I'd I'd probably take that. So I was just totally hooked 
on getting the praise, the promotions, more money. It was very ego-driven, but it was also about checking off every box I could that said I would be successful. And it, uh, it gave me a very hollow, shallow life. But everybody else from the outside said, you know, hey, wow, you're, you're killing it in life, man. You're, you're doing so amazing. But I was just destroying my body through the process. And I was really losing track of who I, who I was. I, I uh-huh. really couldn't find myself anymore. I was wearing so many masks. So it became a pretty big challenge that it resulted eventually in me drinking up to 15 cans of energy drinks a day combined with uh, Adderall and just to keep myself going every single day. And all it did was it ran my body so deep into the ground and emotionally destroyed me so much that uh, by the age of 30, you know, I had attempted suicide. Wow. You know, it sounds like too, Matt, that you were pretty driven um, for success. And of course, maybe driven, as you said, addicted being to praise. And so you're getting all these accolades and all of this, these, but it wasn't satisfying something that was inside. So you had complicated health issues. Were these uh, health issues a factor that maybe had you maybe take a, a look, a second look at where you were and what you were doing in your life? hundred percent, you know, absolutely. Uh, and it, it caught up to me by 2015. You know, I'd already been exploring a few different issues. I had multiple nervous breakdowns, you know, since, you know, by the time I turned 30, but by, uh, uh, 33, you know, my son was born in 2013 and that was probably the most magical day of my life, obviously. And, um, there were complications with his birth too. So, it really made me revisit like, okay, I want to be a part of his life. I've been traveling up to 25 nights a month and I, I never wanted to miss a special moment in his life. I also wanted to show him what does it take to build something of your own and to write your own comeback story. And so a month after that though, I lost my best friend, my dad, and uh, he died instantly of a, a heart attack. And, oh, I'm uh, so sorry. He was only 61. Wow. Uh, I'm so sorry about that. I mean, nothing, nothing was left. Um, off the table, we had, we had expressed so much love for each other and respect for one another. And he was there for the birth of my son. Uh, anything else would have been gravy in life. So I miss him dearly, but you know, his passing at 61 and his dad's passing at 61, that was a pretty big wake up call because I was on a pretty bad track myself to be on the same course. So uh, by the time 2015 happened, my health had crumbled. I had uh, I'd been diagnosed with Addison's disease, uh, an incurable autoimmune disorder that attacks your adrenal system and can be fatal if not taken care of because uh, any time you experience severe stress, you go into shock instead of fight or flight. And so it had severe uh, impact on my moods, my energy levels, and it's completely invisible. Then I had uh, diagnosed with narcolepsy, so I was falling asleep randomly. Oh, wow. And... Uh, uh, cataplexy, which pairs with narcolepsy usually, and cataplexy also causes mood disorders and seizure-like episodes that are very, very odd, and uh, it's, it's hard to explain, but from the outside, people just think you're lazy sometimes or you're lashing out and, uh, because it also affects your moods. I lost most of my testosterone, and um, then I was diagnosed with a uh, traumatic brain injury from oh my again, goodness. that of praise that history of praise also showed up in high school football and I would do anything I possibly could to earn the respect of my team and my coaches. I loved them dearly. Like I wanted that praise. So I used my body as a battering ram and those four years of football did a significant amount of damage, uh, those concussions to my head. And that was, uh, validated actually just this past September, 2019 at the Dr. Daniel Amen clinic. Uh, where we were finally able to see uh, the impact that those concussions um, had on me. So all of that happened by 2015, and I had already been in coaching school with the Coaches Training Institute for about six months. I was already on my way to making that transition in life. I knew that I needed to make a change in life, and I also knew that that retail career was not for me. My values didn't align with it, but I did love the fact that I could train and develop talent and I was like, you know what? I want to serve other people, too. I want to help more people in this world. But I told myself I couldn't make the transition to 
being a full-time coach because I don't have enough time and I don't have enough money. And now I don't, and then all of a sudden I lost my health and then I lost wow. a six figure job in the only career I've ever known. And so now I'm going to build a business on disability overdrafting of my bank account at the time, brand new house built, you know, an infant son and my wife is out of work. So let's build a business. Here you are. I mean, what a challenge. I mean, these are many challenges. And you also stated, I mean, fear comes in here. You've got a fear factor going on. What did you do to, what steps did you take to kind of overcome this and begin a new life? I mean, you're leaving a six-figure job. You're on disability. You've got health. You've got a wife, a toddler, a brand new house. What, I mean, tell me, Matt, there are so many people out there that can relate to that even now during the course of this pandemic. I mean, I, I don't have a job. I don't know where my next income is going. I got a house. I don't know how I'm going to you know, pay the bills, you know, support a family. Maybe my wife is pregnant and we're going in the midst of this. What did you do to overcome this to begin a new life? Here you are today. Successful. Yeah. Wow. I think the so, hardest thing to do was first mm-hmm. to go on medical leave. And to make that phone call, because I knew once I made that phone call, there was probably no going back. Mm-hmm. And I sat in the parking lot of my doctor's office, just holding the phone in my hand, waiting to hit the dial button. And I was terrified because I knew what it meant. And I remember all I remember saying was, you know, I'm going to go on medical leave and I'm not going to come into work next week. And after that, it was pretty much a blur. Uh, and that's what set me on the path. So I made the choice because I knew I couldn't continue. I was going to get fired from my job eventually because my my uh, my uh, my productivity was just tanking. I'd cry sometimes with just constructive feedback at work from my boss. It would bring me to tears or it would bring me to just Hulk-like anger. I, mm-hmm. I couldn't control it anymore, and it was awful. So the steps I started taking was day one, I realized that I didn't have any friends in my community. I'd always been traveling. I didn't have any friends. So I made a list of 30 people, and I still have a list to this day, people I didn't know that well, but I respected them, and from the outside, I just wanted to know more. So I reached out, and I said, hey, can we have coffee? I just want to hear your journey, and that's it. And I did that with a lot of people locally, and I did that with some people um, you know, that I was connected to in social media and also my coaching school. And without wanting anything in return, it opened so many doors. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. It, and so, what's that? That, I mean, it's amazing, too. I have a, a question, though, going back, um, because I, maybe this is my belief system, that there are warnings before, you know, the big fall, so to speak. Matt, when you, when and you've done a lot of introspection, I know. When you go back, yeah. do you feel that there were warnings or flags, so to speak, that would have helped you circumvent some of the things that did happen and you ignored them? I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, everything in my, my 20s I ignored. Absolutely everything. I was on such a destructive path and uh, I felt hurt in life. I was angry because I was trying to be the good boy for so many years and check off all the boxes and do the right thing. And I felt hurt. And so I took the steering wheel and uh, ignored my faith, ignored everybody else and just did my own thing. And that didn't work out so well. Uh, But by 30, after I had attempted suicide and uh, had a big nervous breakdown in my my job, I decided it was time to start a boot camp of self-discovery. I mean, I was an emotional eater. I was uh, addicted to buying things. I wasn't sleeping. Like anything became this addiction for me to just feel whole and complete, but it never worked. So I started a boot camp of self-discovery nine years ago, therapy twice a week, group work, you know, any kind of discovery work I could possibly do. And that started to help. But, you know, there Mm -hmm. was still a journey between then and the age of 35. So there were still warning signs. I just didn't know how to get out of the cycle of the current job I was in. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how I could do it. And so, uh, yeah, the warning signs were there. And then all of a sudden, it was the mood swings. 
I'd start lashing out randomly. I'd start falling asleep randomly. Uh, I was gaining weight quicker. Like I was getting just this foggy brain. And, uh, and I was like watching it almost from the outside. And I was mm-hmm. like, why am I behaving that way? Why am I no longer good at conflict management, which was one of my gifts? Now, all of a sudden, I break down emotionally. So, like, every single day, it was like something I was gifted at was taken away or changed. So, yeah, things, things were definitely changing. And I finally just was like, I can't ignore this anymore. I can't. I kept saying I couldn't take a pay cut to make a, to make a change in my life. But now it's like, well, I can't afford to be dead. So we got to figure something out here. And let's just, we're going to have to make the jump. It seems like, uh, from my perspective, <laughs> that everything that you're saying, that all these things that are happening to Matt was to really, to get you to surrender. To surrender. Oh, wow. That just came to me. Um, and it's like, I can't get your attention here. I can't get your attention with this. I can't get your attention here. Now I'm taking away the things that you really love, that you really are good at conflict management. You just said, I love that. All of a sudden that's Mm -hmm. taken away. So all of this, and the reason why I'm saying it's like a spiraling down, and I hope this helps a listener or someone out there that may be going through the same sort of experience, this cycle, and the pandemic hasn't helped. If anything, it's maybe exacerbated the problem, the challenge. I don't like the word problem. So that's what I, I was just writing that down. When Matt surrendered, <laughs> tell me honestly, and surrendering, I am so captivated by what you're saying because so many people have gone through so many things, Matt, and they did not survive. They succumbed. Either they committed the suicide or they absolutely today are just walking ghosts, so to speak. So you had, I like the, um, what you said about a boot camp of self-discovery. I like that. And all of this, though, honestly transcended into you coming into what I would say, what I'm calling your calling of being a coach. Um, but there was work. So just share with me, because I think a lot of people think things come so easy. What kind of work <laughs> did you have to do? <laughs> work yeah. on math. Yeah, no, it Take takes work. Family. Everyone could do it. You know, if it was easy, everyone would do it. You know, yeah. uh, it does take work. Everyone wants transformation, but no one wants to walk the journey of transformation. So, uh, and it was boot camp like it was digging deep look i had addictive behaviors in life which i ended up finding out was actually caused by my uh by my traumatic brain injury um but i had these addictive behaviors in life both from the injury and both from genetics and Mm -hmm. i didn't believe in just abstaining from something i wanted to know what was the emptiness and hurt in my life that i was trying to medicate because just trying to abstain from something it's just putting a Band-Aid on it, and it's white-knuckling. Do so you want to talk about surrendering? Absolutely. I surrendered, you know, and that was the biggest step. You know, I did the group work. I did all of that. But one of the things in 2015 I did, I started going back and doing the things I used to love. Like, I barely had enough energy to work 20 hours a month, but I did fill my other time with serving other people again. I, I volunteered when I could, and I served other people who were in need. And it's probably one of the best things that you can do when you're in a challenging time is to serve somebody else and get a new perspective and take yourself out of your own head and get back into that. I realized I had not been involved in a community, you know, since 2002, you know, it'd been a long time, 2005, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, I did that again. I started playing music again, picked up my guitar. I started listening to records. I started uh, doing things. I love being outside again you know, spending time, you know, building community and friends. And it was filling my cup. I felt good. And so the 20 hours I did have a month to work were super productive, very, very productive. And so I started building momentum by living life aligned with my values. I valued those things that I was doing in life and I forgot about them. And so now we say that again, say that again. I don't, what did I say? (laughs) Well, what I picked up that I I want to bookmark for listeners is that you started building momentum again. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Building momentum. 
Okay, let me go back a little bit too because this is so interesting. When you say building momentum, had you at once, one time had momentum and you lost it? Yeah. I mean, okay. I had momentum uh, plenty of times and I had lost it. But the reason I'd lost it was uh, I ran out of gas. Like okay. I just burned out because it was all about let's go a million miles an hour. Because you got to understand, in my past, I didn't have a belief system that I was a smart person. I didn't. Okay. I struggled in school. And so I didn't, and I had somebody tell me, you're not that smart. I had a supervisor who used to just drill that into my head. So the only thing I was good at was working harder than anybody else and doing it fast. But now I have no energy. Harder and faster. And <laughs> yeah, just run through the wall. You know, I could outwork anybody, but now that's, that's gone. So I, I do have to surrender this belief system that I'm not smart. I am intelligent, and I had to learn to work smarter and be more efficient and be more patient instead of just being this wartime general and just charging constantly into the field uh, and white-knuckling through life. I really, truly had to surrender a lot of these things that I thought I couldn't do and understand that I can do certain things. I forgot how naturally creative and resourceful I am. And I believe that every human being on this planet is, but we're not always held in that space to be naturally creative and resourceful because we get rescued or we want to be rescued. And so when we are in that space, boy, it's amazing what you can do. It is. Was there any time in this um, self-discovery, you had nine years of, of working on self, were there moments when you felt like uh, regressing? And just maybe giving up because it's hard. I mean, it's hard looking at self and realizing the hurt, the emptiness uh, that you felt. Plus, looking at you had traumatic injury and you had genetics going for you. Did you at any time feel like uh, this is just a bit much? Maybe I just surrender another way and just get and just check out of here. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> part of. My conditions were, well, one, every single uh, condition that I had, and I honestly, I don't like saying the labels anymore because I don't like giving them power, but uh, every single one of those things had a side effect of depression and suicidal thoughts. And then all the medications they gave me had a side effect of depression and suicidal thoughts. So uh, I constantly battled the noise in my head about suicidal thoughts, you know, and it was Mm -hmm. constantly there constantly there. And so I had to build a very strong support system in my life. And that's where I built a very strong inner circle of men, uh, men of faith, because that was the other thing I did. I started leaning into faith and I'm not here to preach to anybody. I'm just saying it's one of my values. That's and for okay. Me, it served me quite a bit. And it was something that I surrendered to that allowed me to really thrive in life. Because instead of asking the question, why is this happening to me? I asked the question, what am I supposed to be learning from this? And that really changed my perspective on it. That's the right question. And so it changed my whole focus. Yeah. So listeners, I hope you're uh, listening out there for those of you, because it is not the why questions, it's the what. I remember being told, don't ask me why questions, ask me what questions. Mm-hmm. And I was told by that. So leaning into your faith, uh, Matt, was very important. And... um you stop seeing yourself as a victim, for what I understand, and you begin to see yourself, yeah. uh, you said, uh, as a call to adventure. Wow. You know, I like that yeah. expression. Your, 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 your wording, that's his word, uh, listeners, not mine. He, he chose to see his adversity as a call to adventure. I love it. Uh, how did you, um, you know, get into the call of adventure and start to become this dynamic speaker and coach and and what you're doing. But I have to bookmark this too because you can't give what you don't have. So all of a sudden you you're filled with something and now you've got to empty out. How did you fuel your coaching practice? How how did that come about? Yeah. Well I'll tell you call to adventure though, that that belongs to Joseph Campbell and his hero's journey. And call to adventure isn't always sunshine and rainbows. It's usually your life gets flipped upside down. You can either choose to answer that call and start a transformational journey or not. I answered. And so I started turning this stuff into my coaching practice by writing about it. I couldn't afford a website. 
I couldn't afford uh-huh. business cards. Sometimes I couldn't even afford gas to go see a client. Um, the only reason I finished coaching school was I connected with one of the program advisors and they found out I had a talent with social media, specifically LinkedIn. And they said, you know what? We'll pay for your certification, $5,000, if I help them recruit people for the school and talk about the coaching program. I'm like, great. I get to do what I love. And so Selling. I started using LinkedIn, <laughs> Marketing. which is 100% free. LinkedIn was totally free. And all I did was write. I wrote content. I wrote stories about what was really going on in life. And I found how it was connecting with people. You know, and I started building an audience. It, had, it became a lighthouse type of marketing. I was never mm-hmm. like trying to sell anything. I was just being real with people and how I wanted to serve in this world. And it started building a bigger audience and a bigger audience. And my content didn't appeal to everybody. And I was fine with that. I don't want to work with just anybody. I want to work with my tribe. And so I was very clear about my values mm-hmm. and my story, letting people know that, hey, I don't have it all together. But... You know, I'm only willing to take my clients as deep as I'm willing to take myself. And so that's why I was so driven to keep doing the work so I could keep serving others to make sure no one felt alone in this world with how they feel. Well, it's it's absolutely laudable of what you're doing. Um, one of the things that you did talk about, and that is you, you're, you're focused on protecting what you call your supply lines. Would you share with the listeners your supply lines? I think you have one, two, three, four, five, or six of them. Um, share five, your yeah. supply Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So it came down to the situation of surrendering control. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There was very little I could control in life. But I did believe that I had five things that I had total control over. And mm-hmm. I called them my supply lines. And that was my sleep, my prayer time, my nutrition, my fitness, and my inner circle of friends, connection, we'll call it, which is probably the most underrated one. But those things, I had complete control over. So I can't complain about being sick if I'm eating garbage, and if I'm not sleeping, mm-hmm. and if I'm not mm-hmm. taking time to exercise, which could just be stretching, you know, or mm-hmm. I'm not making time to actually have meaningful connections with people who align with my values. I can't complain mm-hmm. about anything at all. And doing those things helped get me off a lot of the medications that I was on. It was so healing to be able to just wow. do the things mm-hmm. that are so simple. And so I get people out there, yeah, that sounds easy, Matt. You know, but those things are really hard to make time for. And I'm like, you know what? If you don't make time for that stuff, then you're making time to get sick. You're making time for problems to happen in your life. So that's a choice you can make. And it really is. And what is the biggest factor that, that I think for all of us that we experience, and I always expound, is choice. The most powerful gift you've been given is the power of choice. And so... When we talked about your, and I love that wording, um, your supply lines, is that yours originally? Uh, I call it my supply lines. I love that. Yeah, that's mine. And Good. Yeah, and I kind of discovered that with uh, my first life coach. And so it was really based on uh, almost like combat, you know, thoughts. Mm -hmm. Because if you're fighting an enemy, you could easily take out their, their arsenal, their ammo, and all of that stuff. But they'll find creative ways to fight back. But if you cut off you know, the idea of somebody being able to eat, you know, their food and their ability to sleep, people crumble very quickly. And so I was like, you know what? I need sleep more than I need food and water, actually. So that was where I first started was just sleep alone. And so that was incredibly healing. And then just working up from there. Well, uh, that's what I'm telling you. I love it. And I love uh, your wording, a call to adventure and then Focusing on protecting your supply lines. I really love that. Prayer time, sleep, nutrition, fitness, inner circle of friends. When we come back after break, uh, I want you to sort of expand on what you felt was a priority. And and I feel someone out there in the listening audience needs to hear this, that the inner circle of friends is so important. And how important is that 
for you, us to expound on. So I want you to just share a little bit about that. One of the things too, Matt, do have you written a book? I want to make sure I get your book in, which is you co-authored a book um, called, um, it includes a legendary Marshall Goldsmith and you co-authored this Amazon best-selling book. What's the name of that book? I just want to get it out there right now. Yeah, it's uh, called Coach Wisdom and it features about uh, 20 coaches and uh, we are basically all sharing our journey. Uh, some of us are sharing our journey in the coaching. Others are just sharing some wisdom that they have. But I was blessed enough to be the, the featured chapter in the beginning. And uh, okay. you know, it's not very many pages on my chapter, but it definitely uh, tells the story. Okay, that's great because I think I'm at the end of the show, I'm going to give you listeners where you can get that book from Matt Ganyan Community and including the legendary Marshall Goldsmith because I think some of you out there, you need to be reading a little bit about some of the wisdom from other coaches as well. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with my guest today, Matt Ganyan. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're on Alexa Smart Speakers and Connected Devices. Hey, Alexa. Play Being Here Podcasts on Apple Podcasts. Try it now. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back to with my guest today, Matt Gagnon, and we are talking about his transformational journey. Now, Matt believes in living a life aligned with your values. And he and I both agree, the problem with most people is they live life with values defined by others, leaving you to feel like you're never enough. So today, Matt is sharing his life story. And I tell you, it really is sparked, I'm sure, many of you out there to really listen for more. So he talked about, as we went on break, protecting his supply lines, prayer time, sleep, nutrition, fitness, inner circle of friends. Before we went on break, we talked about inner circle of friends. So Matt, we're back to talk about the importance of what you say should be, I think, one of the most important things out of your supply lines is inner circle of friends. So share a little bit more about that. Yeah, I think it's definitely one of the most underrated things out there because people don't always want to create time for that or they don't think about it. So for me, understanding that I didn't have any friends, specifically male friends, because I struggled with that because I'm not the guy who wants to talk sports and I don't want to talk about the weather and I want to have deep, meaningful conversations with people. And so I wasn't getting that with some of the surface level conversations out there. So I actively seek you know, community. And finally, going out and about and um, reaching out to people through that list of uh, original people I made phone calls with, 
I started to meet people who I could see myself having a closer relationship with as a friend. And then they would introduce me to, uh, to other groups. And eventually I was introduced to this one group we call Houseboat, which is a bunch of people who originally attended a, a John Eldridge retreat, kind of faith-based based out in Colorado. And man, this group was just amazing. They'd meet once a month from like 5.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. We'd have dinner together that was all provided. And we're talking about 60 men that would usually show up to this thing. Wow. Each and every one of them were coming from a place where they were challenged in life, where they'd overcome adversity and they were there to serve now. Age ranges all over the place, from like 18 to like 82. You know, it was just everywhere. But every single one of them wanted to talk about things that mattered. And we all worked on how can we support each other. You know, it was a beautiful place. And I found my tribe there. Immediately, instantly, I felt like I was home. And so I met some great people there. Actually, the first person I met there was uh, my good friend, Jim Bledsoe. And that man has, has literally just changed my life with just his love, his empathy, and also just his fierce accountability. These people ask you the tough questions, and that's what real friends do. You know, they, they call you out on your stuff, but they also hold the space for you. And so from there, it, it uh, exposed me to other groups that I could be a part of, but having a tight inner circle of friends changed my life because I didn't have to do everything on my own. You know, I wasn't white knuckling because getting sick taught me how to ask for help. For the first time, I wasn't trying to pour into everybody. I was also allowing other people to pour into me, which was a very new concept. And so it was a beautiful place. But there, there were guys that sometimes gave me a really hard, tough love approach about getting up and not being a victim anymore. So I'm grateful for those men. I'm grateful for those guys. And to this day, I'm forever loyal to them. So having a great community, having a great inner circle, and the inner circle doesn't have to be huge here. We're talking like, man, if you just have one to three people in your life that you could share anything with, and they will support you even if they don't understand you, that is priceless. And that's the value I want to bring to people as a coach is to be somebody you can come to and be raw and uncensored with without any fear of judgment from me. And that's what I get from my friends. Yeah, I've been wondering myself, um, and thank you for sharing about the inner circle and reaching out to males in particular. I have been wondering um, during this this pandemic that we're all experiencing everywhere, how many people are actually reaching out? And what would you suggest? Um, because like you had like a one focused person that you reached out to do, what would you suggest to people now? Is there who they would reach out to? Or would it be people that were in their same field of expertise? Or what would you say uh, would give advice? If you were coaching somebody, who would you tell them reaching out to males? Because a lot of men don't just actually reach out all the time. You're one of those fortunate ones. Yeah. Yeah, my group of guys do. Uh, we check in with each other. <laughs> uh -huh. I, I know I'm very blessed where if I'm quiet for a while, my friends will reach out to me like, hey, you're not very active lately. What's going on with you? Where's your head? Mm -hmm. Are you doing? Mm -hmm. And so especially now, I've been alone since March 10th, you know, no family. And so I'm an extrovert. And the idea of like not being hugged by anyone, my family or shaking hands for, you know, since March 10th is such a weird concept. So, uh, yeah, I tell people right now, I'm like, look, who are the people that are on your heart right now? Like just thinking about somebody, I, I pay attention to my intuition. So anytime I see somebody show up in my, in my heart, I'm like, I'm going to reach out to them. I'm going to see what's going on, you know, or I'll just go through, mm -hmm. you know, some of my connections, be like, you know what? I need to reach out to this person. So it's when you take a pause, stop being so busy you know, because you distract yourself from how you feel sometimes of being busy, uh, you start thinking about other people. You start getting outside of your own head. And that's why I choose to connect with people. So if anyone out there is really struggling right now, trying to navigate through all of this, take a moment again and serve somebody else. You know, when there were times that were financially challenging during all of this, that's probably when I gave the most. You know, it's when I had the least. And I give the most because, again, serving somebody else 
reaching out to somebody else would take me out of my own head and would often pour back into me. There's a joy in that generosity. And so it's very symbiotic. So I promise you, if you take a moment and you reach out to somebody else and connect, even for five minutes, it can be a game changer for the two of you. I think that's wonderful. One of the things, Matt, you know, I'm I'm really <clears throat> intrigued with everything you've talked about today. But you you also, you know, talked about your values. And I know you value family and it must have been really challenging, you know, to be away from your wife since March uh, 10th and your son. But you you talked about you believe in shattering the unwritten rules in this world. So what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> shattering uh, yeah. the unwritten, unwritten rules in, in the world. What do yeah. you mean by that? Don't okay. ever, do not ever tell me that this is just the way we do things. I hate okay. that. Well, you know, it's just that, you know, I'm like, well, why do we do it that way? Well, it's just the way we do things. And I'm like, why does this mm-hmm. rule exist? Well, it's just the rule. I'm like, that. no, that's not going to work for me. Like, I, I don't like things that don't have a thought process or an explanation behind them. It doesn't make sense. So it's kind of a trigger for me. But also, I see them all the time on social media. And I don't know why LinkedIn became my platform, because it was so unlikely that would be my platform. It was very stuffy at the time when I joined. And I just saw it as a place where, like, you know what? Uh, people used to tell me, you can't talk about that stuff on LinkedIn. You can't share your feelings. Someone told me in the beginning, Get a therapist, man, not LinkedIn. <laughs> and I was like, oh, all right. And then I was like, you know, bro, I'm like, you sell copiers for a living, and I'm into the uh, I'm into the coaching space. That's professional for me. Vulnerability is part of my profession. Being professional is a perspective. And so I kept doing it. And uh, one of the big rules was it's like writing about faith it was like three years ago. I was like, I can't write about faith on LinkedIn. Then I was like, that's not anywhere in the user agreement that says I can't, so I'm going to do it. And uh, I was afraid I'd lose part of my audience, but then I was like, no, it's one of my values. I can share why I value it. And I wrote an article about David and Goliath. I think it was pretty cool. I was like, whether faith or not, this is a very kick-ass story. And so I'm going <laughs> to share it with people. And I wrote an article about mm-hmm. it. And I have a scripture in my headline that I don't define, but it says First Samuel 17:48, And it's very simple. In essence, it says David ran towards Goliath. And that's a message that rings true in my heart. He ran towards what, he ran towards what people life. fear. Yeah, run towards I, I like stuff. that. So he I ran. 300 new connections in one. That was the result one of day. breaking that rule, that unwritten rule. 300 new connections in one day. And that was a giant of mine, that limiting belief. Run towards your giants. I love it. Um, the other thing that uh, I love, uh, and I wanted you to sort of explain before we leave the show, gosh, this has been so exciting, being a bulletproof optimist. I love your wording. That's Matt's word. Being a bulletproof optimist. What do you mean by that, Matt? Yeah, it just means that you're not going to knock me out. Like, I'm always going to find a way forward that I'm always going to find the, uh, you know, the silver lining and things. Look, I might get knocked down, but you're not going to knock me out. I'm going to have bad days, but I am going to find a way to turn it into a lesson. And I do have a belief system that I am built to overcome and thrive through anything in life because I'm going to use it to serve other people. I've overcome these illnesses. I've overcome financial hardship. You know, I broke all these rules. You know, especially the rule that said you can't make a full-time living off life coaching. You know, you got can't lose your side job first. Like, I did it. You know, I did all this yes. stuff, and I do it to serve other people. And that's the whole purpose of it. I will get through these things. So that's that bulletproof optimism. Because, look, even if you wear a bulletproof vest, if you take one in that vest, it hurts still. It might not kill you it now, does. but it still hurts. I take the shot still. And it hurts sometimes, but I will get up. You will not knock me down, and I will use that experience. I will learn from that experience. I will share it with other people, and then I will challenge people to look at their own lives and see where they can apply that. And I hope the listeners have really, and I know they have, really 
received value from all of this interview today and Matt, what you're sharing. I mean, it's just phenomenal that as I, as we close the show today, that during the spring of 2015, as Matt shared, his lifestyle completely changed, resulting in disability, losing the only career he'd ever known. He lost friends, family members, finances, his health, and most of all, a sense of purpose. But today, because leaning into his faith, Matt stopped being a victim and chose to see his adversity as a call to adventure, which I love, Matt. I love. And today, he is that speaker, dynamic author and coach that coaches clients, not only to help them grow professionally, but most importantly, helping them to discover who they need to be to expand their impact and create what God wants for all of us, deeply fulfilling lives that align with your values. And this is what Matt calls living with a courageous heart. So Matt, I cannot thank you enough for being on the show today and taking time from your busy schedule to share with my listeners today. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And as we close the show today, I know that this is a time where everyone can use words of inspiration and this Transformation for Success show is about that. During these unique and challenging times, just watching the news can cause panic and depression, and particularly when we're quarantined without others around us. But I leave you with these words of encouragement. Nothing in life is to be feared. It is only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. Run towards your giant. This is Dr. Young and Matt signing off for today. And thank you for listening. And we'll look forward to hearing you next week when I have another inspiring, incredible guest from New York. So thank you for listening. And Matt, again, stay safe. And I'm so happy your family will be with you on Monday. So stay well and love you much. Be blessed. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 12 noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for replays of the show weekly on the Voice America Business Channel and the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until our next show, have an outstanding week.